Gunners. It is Monday, July 1st, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. You'll be hearing my voice a lot over the next two weeks. Dave Biddle has earned a much-deserved vacation. Very special show for you today. Bill Curlick on assignment in Texas covering the opening. Curlick does Dallas. Bill, how goes it? Going well, Dan. Uh, great, <clears throat> great looking morning here in uh, Dallas. The sun is uh, coming up. Probably going to be hot, but that's okay because we are uh, today in the Ford Center, uh, which is the home of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be inside, and it'll be a great day. And uh, Bucknuts listeners should know that um, a little bit different how they're doing this from, say, maybe uh, the All American Game. Uh, the action today. Uh, will be from 3 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., that is Central Time, Dallas Time, um, where the uh, opening workouts will be. So it's 3 p.m. Central Time to 7.30 p.m. Central Time, and um, we will uh, have a thread on the Bucknuts front row and have everything going on, how all the high-stake equipments and targets are doing. Bill, one of the great things about covering Ohio State and All-Star Games is the attendance level. There are so many dudes down there that are either committed or considering committing to the Buckeyes that we are loaded for bear here. I'm going to go over the guys who who have committed. Maybe let everybody know what they looked like yesterday when they showed up, if there's any news around them individually, and then we'll move on to the targets that are down there because there is a bunch. Let's start with a guy who we weren't sure was going to be there and appears to be an injury replacement, and he's joined a trio. That's Jackson Smith and the Jigba. He's down there with Julian Fleming. He's down there with E. Scott. How did that trio look to you, and uh, does the camaraderie they've been boasting about seem to come through? Well, I uh, did not actually see Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Um, didn't see him. He like I said, was not, uh, like you said, was not originally uh, slated to be here, but he uh, he is here. He confirmed that with me last night. Um, he is here giving Ohio State and Brian Hartline all three of his wide receiver commitments in this game. That's kind of crazy when you think about it, um, but they're all here. Uh, I talked to Julian Fleming, um, and I talked to Guy Scott Jr. Uh, both are impressive-looking athletes. You know, they're not uh, they're not five foot eight, Dan. They're uh, they're legitimate. You know, six foot two type athletes that look great. I'm going to mention some of the other guys here: Clark Phillips, Paris Johnson, Legend Cavazos, Cody Simon. Who stood out to you? How the guys look? Sometimes there's a little bit of a difference from a guy you can talk on the phone for a while with, see him in person. Who really passes the look test? Well, I've seen him many, many, many times in person, but Paris Johnson, uh, you know, he uh, he is not your uh, sloppy offensive lineman by any means. Uh, he is he is a great looking kid. Um, he is going to be the real deal. And I continue to say, you know, that uh, and I think everybody pretty much knows by now, you know, you look at his Twitter and he's tweeting uh, Darian, Darian Henry's commitment that uh, it's Ohio against the world and their picture together and all that kind of stuff that uh, uh, he is expected to sign with Ohio State. And 
you know, I think that's becoming, as Paris wanted it to, becoming more and more evident that, uh, that that's that's the way it is, and that uh, uh, he's just a great looking, great looking football player. And you know, the legend Cavazos, um, he's a bigger guy than maybe people realize. You know, he's legitimately uh, in the six foot one range, and um, you know, he. he a lot of corners. They're five foot eight, maybe five foot nine. Legend Cavazos uh, is le- legit as far as his size for a, for a cornerback. Yeah, there was a reason they made Cavazos such a priority in the class. They obviously saw the potential there, and like you said, he's developing into what is a prototype style corner for the bigger receivers that have to be covered now. See Julian Fleming at all? All right, Bill. Let's move on to the guys they are chasing that are down there. Um, We mentioned the Buckeyes that are committed. Those guys will be hopefully working to recruit, as is customary of these events. You really do get a vibe on who's recruiting who and the groups and hanging out together and all that good stuff. Let's start with Court Williams. Got to see him in person, Hope. What's your latest vibe on Court? Well, uh, yeah, I still uh, have not uh, changed my thinking, really. I've crystal balled him to Ohio State. I still like the Buckeyes, and uh, we'll see. He's not going to announce anything, and he's told me this. He told me this again um, yesterday. He told Greg Biggins our, yesterday, our California, or California West Coast guy from 247 Sports, uh, same thing. He's not going to announce anything at the opening. In fact, he's probably – very, very doubtful that he will announce um, right after the opening. He's kind of looking at a mid-July to late-July announcement. And, um, again, I think this is one that um, I like the Buckeyes' chances. Jeff Halfley, you know, what a great recruiter he's been for Ohio State. And he's recruiting Court Williams, and I think he's going to get it done. I still feel that way. We'll be right back, and Bill's going to share some more positive recruiting news for you on one recruit down in Texas that we think has a very good chance of being a Buckeye as well. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Bill, I teased it before the commercial. Mookie Cooper, Wide receiver, slot back type. There's been a lot of positive energy surrounding him. You're to blame for a lot of that. Give us the latest on Mookie Cooper. Well, he um, he of course has made uh, an official visit to USC. He um, uh, has made unofficial visits to Ohio State um, as well as Illinois and Texas. Uh, has not been yet to Miami, and those are his final five. But uh, but actually, in his mind, he has it down to less than that. He just is not saying that right now. He wants to kind of keep that to himself. Um, I like the Buckeyes here, as, as as evidenced by my crystal ball yesterday after after talking to Moogie. Um, yeah, I think he's uh, r- really impressed with Brian Hartline, and as we know, Brian Hartline is has been incredible as an, a recruiter and a coach for the Buckeyes. Um, but um, uh, 
I think Mookie uh, would be the topping to, to this wide receiver class. They're recruiting Mookie as a slot receiver to go with the three wide receivers they have down here. And, you know, wouldn't it be unprecedented, I think, uh, for in the end, uh, the, the Buckeyes to have four receivers all at the opening. And, and that's the way I think it's going to go. We'll see. I think most people would agree right now that the current trio is the top trio Ohio State's ever recruited in one class in terms of receivers. Like you said, to add Mookie Cooper to that group would be the haymaker. And at least on pedigree and recruiting, I don't think any argument could be made then that it will be the number one haul in the history of Ohio State football recruiting when it comes to receivers. Another guy who's seen some crystal ball action come Ohio State's way, Jalen Knighton. I think I've mentioned this before that uh, I know I have that uh, uh, it would be a complete, complete shocker if he didn't end up at one of two schools, uh, those being Ohio State and Florida State. And right now, uh, the Buckeyes are in the best position. He has made an official visit to Ohio State. Um, and and as, as we saw, there's been crystal ball action on him as well to Ohio State. Uh, the only thing I, I'm a little hesitant about, and part of the reason I haven't crystal balled him to Ohio State, is that his plan um, is it looks like he's going to announce his decision at the end of July, and he is planning to visit Florida State right before that. So that gives me a little pause to think about, you know, what's going to happen when he takes that Florida State visit. You know, and I, I've written about this. I think it really comes down to with Jalen Knighton. Does he want to uh, go away from home? And if he does, obviously, it's going to be Ohio State. Um, If not, then I I see him going to Florida State. This guy will be going away from home, Bill. He'll be traveling several time zones, and the positivity is bursting for safety. Lathan Ransom, what do you think? Well, you know, the the vibe and the strong vibe and the crystal balls have been uh, Ohio State for a little while now, um, and, and that is still the vibe down here in Texas. But it, it's kind of funny that um, uh, nobody is certain on their vibe. You know, you talk to uh, uh, the people that um, cover Ohio State or or the other schools, and again, the, the feeling is he's going to Ohio State, but there's just not any total certainty. Um, I still like Ohio State with him, um, but again, I think there's a little bit of hesitation. Everybody uh, just saying 100% for sure he is going to be a Buckeye, but I'm not changing my crystal ball at at least at this point on Lathan Ransom to Ohio State. Let's finish in the secondary with a guy you know we haven't talked about quite as much, but it's kind of been percolating below the scene for a while, and that's Elias Ricks. Yeah, he's a he's a big time cornerback target, and uh, he he is one that uh, that I crystal ball very very early to Ohio State, and and um, you know I, I've continued to feel like the Buckeyes have a chance. He told me yesterday that uh, there is no chance that he is not making that official visit to Ohio State for the Penn State game in late November. Uh, you know, the first thing I, uh, when I see, as the kids check in, they come down a long hallway in groups. And the group 
the groups go up to a table. Uh, they kind of do a, a little check-in at that table, and then they walk down the hallway, and that's where we all were uh, talking. Well, uh, who, who do I see uh, Elias Ricks striding down the hallway with towards where we are? None other than Legend Cavazos. They are good friends. Um and, you know, they, <laughs> Cavazos has, has become quite a recruiter. I joked with him yesterday that, uh, if he's not, he, he needs to get on the Ohio State payroll for his work. And we, we joked about that. Um, but they, you know, they were hanging together yesterday, uh, from the, almost from the minute I saw, well, from the minute I saw them, uh, till really the rest of the time that I was, you know, saw them there. And that's, a, that's certainly for Ohio State fans a, a good thing to see. Bill, you talked about the coverage coming later today. It will be around 4.30 Eastern time. What do the people here at Bucknuts have to look forward to over the next few days? Well, one of the things I'm going to – I'm going to – there's going to be a lot of competition out there, obviously. I am very interested to see uh, – we talked about the wide receivers Ohio State uh, has – here in Dallas, and the defensive backs either committed or targets they have. I'm going to be very interested to watch the action uh, between the wide receivers and and slot receivers and the defensive backs. I think that's going to be uh, a lot of fun to watch. I'm also uh, uh, going to be interested. There's there's some good defensive linemen down here, as you would expect. Some, uh, uh, and I'll be also very interested to watch Paris Johnson. You know, I, I think Paris Johnson. I've said this before he's going to be one of those guys that uh, we're talking about as a first round and a high first round draft choice in the NFL I joked with him that uh, uh, it's not going to be the Cleveland Browns anymore Paris because they're not going to be picking up in the top couple of spots but somebody uh, is going to be picking him if if things go the way I think they're going to go in one of those high spots because left tackles are a premium in the NFL so I'm very interested in watching him go against uh, the best defensive lineman in the country down here, and, and I think he's going to do very, very well. If you're not on the sidelines in Frisco taking in the action yourself, the best place to follow it is here with us. Then we'll be all over it. We've got Steve Wolf on there and an army of 24-7 sports guys to go with them as well. Have a good one, Buck Cutters.